and welcome to another edition of the PHNX D-backs podcast right here on PHNX. My name is Derek Montia. Of course, I am your mayor of fun, your mayor of PHNX, your mayor of Snakeland. And I'm joined by my vice mayor of all those things, soon to be ex-vice mayor. No, I'm just joking. Not wow. Ex- no, me and Jake didn't get along today so well that I was thinking about replacing <laughs> you. I would never do that. You're my friend, my co-host, the one and only vice mayor, Thunderstick Jesse Friedman. We are having talking Jake on today. And and if ever if, if there ever comes a day, Derek, where I do get replaced as vice mayor, Talking Jake wouldn't be a bad choice. Bad you know, choice, of all the of all the right? guys to go down to, I'd be okay with that. It's so. not a bad choice. Here's the other thing: is I'm not sure if he would miss a beat between me and Jimmy. For uh, if I'm being perfectly honest, but that's mm-hmm. a conversation for I guess the two of us to have later. Uh, thank you guys so much for joining us. It's an exciting night here on the podcast. Of course, we are joined uh, by Talking Jake uh, a little bit, but. First, got to let you know this show is brought to you by the fine folks at the DraftKings Sportsbook app. Go download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now. New customers can get down on the action. Uh, bet just $5 on any team to win, and you will get $150 in free bets if they do in the third round of the NBA playoffs. And it's always fun to bet against the Mavericks. Uh, you know, here's the thing. Uh, Saul, Saul, Saul's not against that idea, but that's that's a whole other... <laughs> course he's not because Saul's Saul's a businessman uh but anyway Jesse before we get to that we do have some updated uh roster moves that have been made Josh Rojas returns to the lineup tonight for the Arizona Diamondbacks batting second uh, and playing third base and that's you love to see it it's great to see him back Diamondbacks really have uh what what fans would probably refer to as the a lineup uh, in there against the Dodgers tonight. You've got Alec Thomas playing center field. You've got Dalton Varsho okay. catching. And as you mentioned, Josh Rojas is back in the lineup, batting second, playing third base. Uh, the Diamondbacks also sent Drew Ellis down, uh, brought back Cooper Hummel today as well. Right. So a little bit of maneuvering around with the roster, and D-backs lineup looks about as good as it possibly could today against the Dodgers. Uh, they also reinstated Jose Herrera from the injured list and sent uh, Grayson Greenier down. Greenier, right? That's how it's um, Griner. I believe Greiner. it's Griner. Yeah, Greiner. Yeah, that makes more sense. Uh, down to Reno, but uh, that's a that's a big dude, Grayson. By the way, that is a big catcher. I don't recall seeing any yeah. catchers as large as that gentleman. But uh, Jose Herrera again, another valuable piece uh, to the Diamondbacks, even if he wasn't doing. Uh, big things at the plate he was doing great things behind it the pitching staffs really seemed to like to to work with him and gives the gives the Diamondbacks some depth there at catcher Derek I mean we're at the point where there's probably there might be under 10 catchers in baseball at this point that you're really expecting a significant offensive contribution from that's just kind of the direction that baseball has gone. It's not a position that you're really expecting to get much offense from the diamondbacks. When Dalton Varsho is catching, I mean, he's about as good offensively as you're going to find a catcher in, in this game. Uh, But there aren't many of them out there. And so a guy like Jose Herrera coming back, he's probably going to get a fair amount of reps uh, behind the plate as well. And as you mentioned, the, the pitching staff has, has continued to speak highly of, working with him behind the plate. And I think the Diamondbacks are, are going to continue to use him, even if the offense isn't exactly what you'd, what you'd be hoping for. Uh, speaking of the pitching staff, let's take a look at the probable uh, starters for this series. Again, we talked about it. Uh, not, you know, obviously not great uh, to see Umberto Castellanos out there again against the Dodgers because the Dodgers had, Uh, Quite a bit of success against him. But uh, going up against reliever turned part-time starter Mitch White uh, is kind of a favorable matchup, at least as far as uh, uh, not favorable, but but an equivalent matchup there in the first game. Uh, Again, though, like you said yesterday, the bigger problem there is Castellanos is going up against the Dodgers. uh, And that's quite a bit uh, different lineup. Uh, than going up against the Diamondbacks, but he will see, like you said, the Diamondbacks A lineup. Uh, game two, we got Tony Gonsolin versus versus Mad Bum, which probably two of the the best in on both pitching staffs right now, right there going up against each other, and still some TBDs later there with Tyler Anderson and Merrill Kelly both making an appearance. So yeah, I mean, I'm not I'm not going to say that the Diamondbacks have a great chance of beating the Dodgers, but I'm going to say this those pitching matchups uh they're not terribly scary and i think that the diamondbacks 
uh, hopefully they see it the same way and have some confidence going out against uh, this this L.A. team. I find it amusing that you said at the beginning, you know, it's unfortunate to have Humberto Castellanos pitching against the Dodgers when Derek Humberto Castellanos is three and one with a 4.29 ERA. You compare where we were at last season, the diamond, I mean, a 4.29 ERA, that would have been, you know, their best pitcher by a large margin for, for parts of last year. <laughs> that's so, actually a very good point for the majority of, of last year. So yeah, that's actually a great point. Uh, again, how quickly things change. Uh, this team right. is is much better this year. And one thing I, I kind of laugh about, Jesse, with uh, the way the NL West is shaping up right now is that the NL West very much looks this season like everybody predicted it was going to look last season at the beginning of the year, right? Before sure. the Diamondbacks had their disastrous year, everybody said that they were going to probably finish fourth ahead of the Rockies, Giants are going to finish third, probably see the Padres in second, the Dodgers, you know, up at the top. Uh, and that's kind of how things are shaping up this season, despite this season's, you know, preseason analytics, looking at it a little bit differently and kind of looking a lot at last season, especially with the Giants and the season they had last year. I mean, a lot of projection systems have the Giants finishing like, 500 couple games under 500 couple games over 500 depending on where you looked um but yeah i mean that's roughly the team that they've been so far um there are a few games over 500 but they've really struggled over the last couple of weeks diamondbacks have closed the gap they're only a game and a half uh behind the san francisco giants at this point in the division and like you said the padres and dodgers which i think was expected last year and at least uh, from my standpoint, was expected this year. We're going to talk about some of my crazy preseason predictions and how some of them uh, look sort of okay right now, some <laughs> of them not so much. Um, but I had the Padres and the Dodgers finishing far and away above the rest of the division this year, and so far, that's sort of sort of what we've seen. Sort of what we've seen for sure. Well, we'll get to that. But before we do that, Jesse, uh, you know what we got to do? It's time uh, for talking snakes with talking Jake, and I got to replace you. Uh, momentarily uh, while we bring in our boy Jake from John Boy uh, to discuss his favorite team, the Arizona Diamondbacks. Congrats to you guys, uh, everyone at John Boy, uh, on everything that you guys have accomplished, man. It's really great to see. And I mean that uh, from a personal level because you guys have been an inspiration to me at times in my career, and uh, it's just awesome to see. Uh, I guess my question would be, uh, has it surpassed your wildest dreams for this this whole thing you guys were doing? Thousand percent. <laughs> Thousand yeah. percent. Yeah, man. I uh well, hey, thanks, thanks for having me. And yeah, I mean the the DNVR guys, they they were friendly to me early on because actually when I when we were starting this, I was living in Denver. Um, so seeing what's going on in uh Phoenix now and, and all that stuff, uh really cool. And yeah, it's kind of Kind of, kind of like cousins of of That's right. what what everyone's <laughs> doing. So, no man, our 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 biggest dream when we originally got this going was to have like a kooky Yankees spring training show one year. Like, uh, you know the Yankee the Yankees are the Yankees. They 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 sit up tall. They, yes, sir. Thank you, sir. Yeah. Um, and we, uh, uh, I don't know. That that was kind of like our thing. Like, I don't know. They they, they put stuff on TV, right? So it, maybe <laughs> if we do well at this, we can be the silly, you know, have a spring training house and play video games with the guy or play ping pong and make it a twenty minute show. And that's that's what we do. And yeah, man, where where we are at is a, a very different place, and it's it's incredible. Where the company's up to like fifty people. Um, it's, it's insanity. So, uh, and we're having, we're still having a lot of fun. We have a lot of busy days. Uh, we're trying to figure out how to get a little bit away from those busy days, but, yeah. um, it's all good, man. Well, you gotta have plenty of time for blitz ball, by the way, which Amen. is the greatest game ever invented. Uh, sorry, baseball. My apologies to baseball. <laughs> I don't want to take away from baseball at all, but, uh, blitz ball is always, uh, fun to watch. And I, I, I need to get down on some blitz ball myself because it looks like you guys are always uh, having an incredible time with that. Dude, it's uh, it's a lot of fun. It's a lot of fun. We, uh, you know, everything we do has a certain level of intensity and silliness and yeah. uh, a high level of quality that 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 we try to produce. And the the blitz ball stuff is insane. Um, 
you know, the, the time that gets put into that on the back end and the front end and during, um, you know, you're, you're right. Like getting, getting to compete and play, play blitz ball against Trevor Plouffe and Jerry Blevins <laughs> and guy like that. It's at the end of the day, it's pretty nuts. It's kind of funny when it's happening, you get wrapped up in it and you're like, all right, like I gotta, I gotta get a hit here. Yeah. Yeah. Let this guy show me up all day. At, I think at, at the end of the day, you know, you end up on the couch being sore because we're standing on cement and it's like, what? I, I threw 60 pitches today and you're like, what? What am I doing? But uh, again, if, if that's if those are some of my problems on a given day, it's a good day. Yeah, for sure. For sure. Uh, I it, I think I, I think I can not 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 to say I'm a blitz ball player, but by any means. But I think uh, even when doing this job, which is so much fun, you still have your days where it's it's work or uh, or you realize how much uh, how sore you are from from standing all day or from doing it all day. But um, I, I needed to know how your love for the Arizona Diamondbacks started. How did snakes. How, how did this relationship blossom into what it is? There it is. There it is. On, uh, the City Connect hat. I oh, think. that's um, beautiful, man. It's uh, honestly, you know, I, I might, I might lose lose some respect from some snakes fans, but I'm an honest guy. Um, no, we, uh, we, as we were getting popular, we we had some some fans in the Diamondbacks family uh, yeah. and their social media department in different places. And uh, yeah, we we kind of reached out and and started engaging and. Uh, credit to them, man. Uh, a, uh, Josh Rowich, who used to be, oh, uh, with the, the D backs, he's, he's now like running the hall of fame. Yeah. Right. Um, not bad, dude. <laughs> not a, not um, a bad gig to go, to go to after leaving the diamondbacks. He, he deserves, uh, a lot of, a ton of credit. Cause he was kind of the veteran dude who'd been around baseball for a while. And he kind of gave the, the Caesars thumbs up that like, yeah. Hey, if you want to interact with these guys tastefully, like, Go do it. Have some fun. And uh, so their their social team, uh, Kyle, who's still there, and uh, Taylor, who's actually now with us. Whoops. Um, <laughs> they, uh, you know, we kind of everything we do, we, we chew off. Let's chew off a bite. Make sure it's a good bite. Make sure it's a win and then go from there. And that's kind of what we did with them to now, uh, you know, we, we mix it up with them uh Tori Lavello and his wife and uh, Pipe that uh, they they came through the office office one day and uh, you know I I did a silly lineup video for them this year and I think it's like their their second second biggest video they've posted on social media <laughs> and so this year so it's it's ridiculous so they kind of reached out and um, you know I I guess I was arms open looking for a hug and I yeah. I, I appreciated it so I uh, you know. I'm um, I'm drinking up snakes culture. I'm I'm in, which is kind of funny. Like if there's one team in Yankee Land that uh, the Yankee fans would kind of not appreciate, right. uh, there's 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 one really bad memory, right? Um, but you know what? That's in the past. That's that's what that's 21 years ago now, something like that. So, uh, so yeah, man. They they reached out and we reached out back. Like that's a. Uh, you know, I'm a big kill him with kindness guy. And if, if you're going to be nice to us, like we're, we're going to be nice back if, if we like you. So, uh, that's kind of how it all started. And they'll, they'll have a special place as, as we keep, you know, continuing to climb and grow and stuff like that. Like the, the snakes reaching out early on, I'll, I'll always appreciate it. Well, I have to, I have to admit this, and this is kind of goes back to that as well. In 2001, uh, coming, coming into the diamondbacks existence, I was a Yankees fan. Uh, I was brought up a Yankees fan. I went to Yankee Stadium. That was my first baseball game ever. So I, I was a Yankees fan. And I thought in 2001 that my new favorite team and my old favorite team were playing each other. It was a win-win for me no matter what. That series, it was uh, I was going to come out on top. And what quickly developed during that series was uh, my my direction towards the Diamondbacks because I was not pleased with the Yankees' wins during that series. And I really wanted to see... Arizona do it so that's I guess that's for me the moment when I realized that uh I, I had my affiliation with one of those two teams uh solely but uh I, I I have to ask this uh because you're a newer fan uh without the the same feelings towards that uh what do you think about the color scheme Sedona red and oh, sand man. what they're doing now or the old purple and teal so uh, I'll preface it with this I uh 
I don't know. How do I phrase this? I'm not a swag guy. I, okay. I'm a I'm a pretend swag guy. Um, <laughs> I, you like I think classic. That's, that's the best way to put it. Uh, okay. I'll I'll wear I'll wear anything I you know, and if if I can lean silly and it makes one person laugh, that's usually enough to make me me go. Um, I love Sedona, um, but I think color wise, throw in a little teal. Like let's mix it up. Yeah. Like let's have a little fun. Yeah. Um, so I, I guess that's where I stand. But if there's if there's one point I can't drive home enough, my general taste is is normally pretty bad. <laughs> all so, right. All right. Duly noted. Yeah. Duly noted. Uh, all right. I got to ask, who are you a fan of on this team? Is there anybody you've kind of leaned towards? Who's, whose jersey are you buying? Ooh, if I had to buy the jersey today, it's probably Varsho. Um, yes. My short king. Um, I know. <laughs> uh, I want to say he's... So this caused the whole thing because we okay. saw them, we saw them last year um, in Pittsburgh, uh, and we saw Varsho. Uh, Pittsburgh season had had already gone to the wayside, um, and it was like a middle of the week game. I think there's like four thousand people in the building, uh, so we got some decent seats, and my guy Varsho comes up, and I haven't been on the field with him. Uh, you, you've probably been in the locker room now. Um, he's listed five ten, and I don't want to send any shots fired. I'm a short guy. I'm, you know, I'm a five, five, seven, five, seven. I know where you're going with this. <laughs> Varsho doesn't have me by a lot. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> you know, you wear spikes and you can measure you, guys get measured at different times, whatever. Uh, yeah, but. Dude, the fact that he center fielder and catcher, I know it gets right. said, especially right. you, you guys probably talk about it. Those two positions are probably two of the three hardest IMO on the baseball field. I, obviously, right. I think shortstop jumps in the mix. I think center field and third base, maybe you could have some good arguments there. But the fact that he can do that is incredible. And by the way, he's... He's swinging the twig, man, yeah. uh, at, at 25 years old. So uh, Varsho would have to be the e easy answer for me. And then there's, you know, uh, as I have acclimated myself to Dimebacks culture, the freight train, David Peralta. Are you kidding yes. me? Yes. Uh, I love it. Yeah, I, I, I love it. So yeah, he's, he's an incredible person. Um, and, and yeah, you're right about Varsho. I think the thing that's been really impressive is that he's, done so well defensively like to play those positions and be able to say you play them competently at a at a major league level is one thing but to play them as well as as he has at times he's been one of their best options at center field chase field is so weird with that porch and shit like it's it's not easy to to know how balls are going to land i i've i've stood underneath it and honestly wondered how these guys do it when a ball goes to the warning track in in straight center but uh he does an amazing job yeah, I mean, you know, a ball ball's going out there at at 108 and you got to play it properly out the uh, off the bat off the wall and yeah. yet, you know, the the night before you were catching. No, it's right. uh it, it deserves some more love and hey, I I guess if I was, you know, a little investment, uh how about Alec Thomas in that number 5 jersey? Yes. That uh, that that might last us a little while. Yes. Yeah, he's been he's been great and I think you know, when you when you see a young guy like that that has a lot of potential come up, right? The first thing you want to see is them not not do terribly, right? You know, it's going to be yeah. a hard transition, and there's going to be that you know kind of acclimating yourself to major league hitting. But man, he he's been outstanding, and it's great to see him give them all the reasons not to send him back down. Right? It's dude. Look around baseball. Bobby Witt Jr. is you know a, yeah, a super prospect. Yeah. Uh, a super prospect, you know, uh, he's, he's one of these guys that, you know, by the way, when we talk about him in a few years, I'm, I'm sure he's going to be a perennial all-star stud guy. Yeah. Um, you know, I, I always think it's funny. We hear about prospects, but you don't really hear about them. And Bobby Witt Jr. comes up this year and he's like first percentile in speed. Like I, I thought he was this kind of power hitting third base shortstop type and he might be, but he's also a freak. He, he, he runs at elite level. So, um, and by the way, he struggled 
mightily out of the gate. Uh, and he's starting to figure it out. But yeah, when when a guy like Alec Thomas comes off and you can you can have that little exhale, like, all right, I've seen a ball get out of the park. I, I, I've got my first hit. And then you put a couple good games together. A slump's going to come. It happens to literally every baseball player that's ever played right. the game. <laughs> right, right. So, so to have to be able, when that does happen, to not be the young guy saying like, oh, shoot, am I actually completely overmatched to say no? Like, it is a slump. This happens. It's baseball. Yeah. Um, let's get back to it. So, yeah, the kid looks like a stud, man. He does. He really does. All right. So, and speaking of studs, you brought up perennial all-stars. Uh, the Diamondbacks only had one, the the mandatory all-star last year. So I got to ask, uh, do you see anybody being potential all-stars or is it too early to tell? Man, it's it's tough. There's a couple moving parts uh, with that that, you know, it's it's almost end of May now with the late start of the season. You know, we'd, we'd traditionally be closer to a month and a half in, although it feels like yeah. summer's uh, about to start. I mean, I feel like Varsho has to have an argument, right? Like an, an yeah. 827 OPS this year. Um, and you factor in the the catching and, and the versatility of it all. Like that that has to be part of the discussion. Um, and then in the rotation, I mean, Zach Gallon can mad bum put a couple more together. How fun of a story would that be? Yeah. Um, how about Joe Mantiply, former Yankees great, just being was, lights out this year? He's fantastic. We just had him on the show earlier this week, and he has been incredible. And very quietly, you know, he he is one of the best relievers in the league. And, you know, the Diamondbacks bullpen does get a lot of flack, especially from us for, for some of the performances this season. He has not been uh, a reason for any of the poor performances, though. He's been outstanding. I think he still leads the league in scoreless appearances, which – Again, not something that you really notice when you watch Joe Mantiply pitch. Right. Hey, it's it's a beautiful thing for him. Um, yeah, man, I, I I guess I would look at like if I had to place bets, if if I got two of them, I, I'd like Gallon and Varsho. Um, Zach Gallon gets overlooked, man. My God, yeah. what a yeah, I know. what a career he's had up until age age 26 uh 58 starts to the tune of a 328 with a casual 222 ERA this year so um <laughs> right. god man yeah they've been they've been good they've struggled at times put it all together like all you know early on and and sure. for a little stretch there but uh they've definitely shown glimpses of of being a, a good baseball team so i guess you know without too much uh fandom here i guess what is uh what what do you think the ceiling is for this team as far as you know a, a record and and where they might go this year so it, you got to put everything in the pot here right the the yeah. dodgers are too big to fail like they they just they couldn't if they wanted to um right they're talking about getting Juan Soto. Like we'll we'll yeah. literally have a mental breakdown if that happens. I think. <laughs> Perfect. Yeah, they'll they'll bat Soto seventh and they'll figure it out. <laughs> um, uh, so that you know the Dodgers end of the day are going to be there. Um, Padres have looked really good. We we do know they have the ability to if they do start to slip. Um, we've we've seen them fall off the cliff before, but that Tatis guy probably comes back at some point. This was supposed to be their year, like when they traded for Clevenger and like everything. They were building originally for this year. This year. Yeah, you're right. Um, so and they've got good juice out of the gate, which I thought was huge for them. Uh, the Giants, they, you know, they're a little riskier for me. Like, you know, last year was kind of the miracle, beautiful baseball year. Miracle's a little dramatic, but they had a lot of things go right. Um, and so far, they haven't had as much go right, yeah. but they're still a good team. Uh, I don't know. Like, I I would say 500 is, is in the realm. And again, thinking about how good those other teams are and their payrolls and their expectations, yeah. um, you know, that's... That that shouldn't be shrugged at or scoffed at as as we bring up you know the Alec Thomases and Perdomos and guys like that uh, that you know you could start making a plan to attack future free agencies the the pitching staff uh, gets and and that's kind of what's been doing it you know yeah the pitching staff has been outstanding it 
came back down to earth a little bit, but I don't think that they could have maintained a sub ER, uh, you know, a sub two ERA yeah. for very long. It was, it was pretty crazy. Right. Uh, I just, I've really like personally watching this team, uh, having the questions about why they didn't do more in the off season, but then having the coaching staff that they brought in impact this team, Brent Strom, Joe Mather, the way that they have done wonders, you know, with this team in, in a lot of different ways in their short time here has really shown sometimes that you really, you can really invest in coaching over players and it can have a just as big of an impact, if not more so uh, on the field. You're seeing it all around baseball. We talk about it on talking baseball that it was, it was kind of a missed thing for a while. It was almost like if a guy made it to the majors, it was like, all right, wash your hands. And now we'll, we'll see if they're, we'll see if they're good or not. Like, (laughs) welcome to, welcome to the show, kid. Um, the giants are a great example. They're, they're coaching staff and, and what they've been able to put together the Dodgers. I, I know we see the star talent, but before that it was all Justin Turner and Chris Taylor and, uh, yeah. kind of these Max Muncie, Max these Muncie, like yeah. resurgent career guys, um, that, you know, we're, we're on the scrap heap. They were pretty much available to everyone. Um, you know, the, the Yankees right now, their pitching coach, uh, Matt Blake, who, you know, is not a sexy name around baseball, but he was one of those analytics numbers, uh, you know, all the pitching machines and things like that. Any pitcher they call up now uh, is a, is of a certain ilk and, and their pitching now gives them a chance every night. Um, so yeah, the, the coaching staffs at the major league level, um, has become a lot more important. It's one of those things that's funny when you actually say the sentence, cause you're like, how, how have oh. we possibly missed this? Um, <laughs> but yeah, I mean, it's man, crazy, Brent's, but it might work, you know, having Brent's, good coaches. Yeah. Brent Strom, you know, casually taking the basically his retirement job for being the snakes pitching coach. I mean, that's, yeah. that's a beautiful thing. Yeah. He, he wanted to come back to Arizona and we are very lucky to have him. That's all I can say, but Hey man. And speaking of Arizona, we can't wait to get you out here. Uh, Got to hang out when you come out. Uh, and I got to ask, if we get you out to Chase Field, uh, which one are you doing first? Are you participating in the Legends race, mm. or are you uh, driving the bullpen cart? Ooh. Um, I mean, I have experience racing. Did the did the sausage race last year. Oh, okay. Uh, so you're, so the, you're a seasoned vet at that. Did, did the sausage race. Uh, I... There's, I don't, I was going to say there's a good argument. I don't think there's an argument I won. So I'd love to, if I could maybe put that on the line in Arizona and maybe that becomes a thing for me. All right. Um, and man, I'll, I'll be honest with you. I mean, talk about the, uh, amalgamation. That's our new, that's our new word that, uh, <laughs> Jimmy used it right the other day and we're trying to use it, uh, wherever we can. Uh, <laughs> dude, if I can do a pool game, uh, that, that might be it. That might be the peak. Um, if I can do a pool game, which I, I, you know, I've, I've talked to, talked to some of the snakes. I just got to get out there. We, uh, but between blitz ball and our normal content and, and everything else, never mind just summer and trying to see some family and stuff. Sure. Um, it, it gets tough, but yeah, man, I, when I, I'm going to do a snakes weekend at some point, I don't know if it's end of this year or next year, but yeah, I, I want to do it all. I'm trying to. I'll throw out first pitch. I'll try to throw out the last pitch. Um, we'll we'll see. Like let me yes. let me get loose. I don't yeah. know. Just get in the bullpen. That's all we need. To, we just need to Take see what chance. you can do. Is my point because who knows? Man. There's opportunities abound on this team right now. And yeah, you don't want to come out here during the summer. So we'll try to get you out in like September or sometime where it's a little little nicer because That's it's just saying. hell out there right now. Yeah, go to a game. If I could sneak in a couple Sedona days, I I, That's right. I, I said it. Beautiful. I, people maybe thought I was talking about the color before, and I was, but man, I, <laughs> I, like, I, did I a, also love Sedona. I did a Sedona trip. That place is unreal. Man. Yeah, That's, it's uh, incredible. I'm, I'm trying to be there. I, I don't know how, but I'm trying <laughs> to be there. We'll get you out there. We'll get you out there. Well, Jake, man, I appreciate your time. Thank you so much for joining us and uh, look forward to continuing watching you guys do your thing with John Boy. Thank you. Thank you. We play for rings in the desert. Let's go. Let's go. <laughs> uh, big thanks to Jake for coming on the show and, and chatting about uh, his Diamondbacks with us. Uh, and again, if you want all of this wonderful 
Diamondbacks content, not just this show, but Jesse's writing, talking more about Joe Mantiply that that uh, Jake brought up. You can go to gophnx.com, sign up for a membership. If you're not already a member, uh, you can get yourself an annual membership, which will get you a free T-shirt. Uh, one of these guys back here from phnxlocker.com. You don't have to get that one, but if you did get that one, that would be awesome. Uh, there's a vari- <laughs> wonderful variety to choose from. Make sure to check that out over at phnxlocker.com. If you're not interested in the annual membership, sign up for a month-to-month membership. You'll get your first month for just 50 cents. That way you can try us out. If you guys decide you like us, stick around, get the annual membership, join the family. Uh, not only do you get access to our content, but you will also get members-only discounts over at the four said uh, PHNX Locker, as well as uh, members-only dis- uh, access to our Discord, which... Uh, Jesse isn't all the time, and I am in just lurking in the shadows, reading everybody's <laughs> comments all the time. Um, but again, join uh, us. Yes, um, oh Martinez, join us. Free T-shirt. Yeah, you get that free T-shirt. PHNXLocker.com. By the way, the uh, Seth Cerveza shirts just printed, and they are beautiful, let me tell you, from personal experience. Uh, and by the way, we talked about Seth last night. Seth is doing big things in Reno. So hopefully we get to see him soon, but that's not all we're here to talk about. We want to talk about Jesse and some of his little, uh, omnipotent Jesse predictions that he had for the season. Jesse did a little, uh, preseason, uh, prognosticating and, uh, we wanted to take a, what, what, like a quarterly look in at this point, quarter of the way into the season, third of the way into the season. Look at, uh, some of his predictions. I haven't made like a total fool of myself yet, which honestly, ah, no, I, actually, I, fully I think that's expected. why you want to check in right now. Like before things go bad, I think you want to take a look yeah. at the standings. Yeah, we weren't really planning on doing a segment like this, but then I checked on my predictions. I was like, ah, oh, I'm hey, actually doing all right hey. for myself. We better talk about this quick. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. Um. All right. So I yeah, let's, let's let's jump into this. So we'll start with um. Well, we'll start wherever Emma wants to start. Emma, you just throw up a graphic, and I'll just I'll just talk about whatever it is that we Let's got go. we got no, going no, on. No, Jesse, here. I'll I'll go in order. I'll go in order for you. So okay, we'll go, okay. We'll go National League playoff. Here's where Jesse is dead okay. to me because he didn't pick the Diamondbacks to make the playoffs. I did not he pick the Diamondbacks wrong. to make the playoffs. <laughs> no, I mean, no, he wasn't wrong for that. Thank you, Emma. Thank you. Um, yeah, so I had the Mets coming out of the NL East, the Brewers coming out of the Central, the Dodgers coming out of the NL West, and so far, so good. Um, those are the three division leaders, um, some of them by a pretty wide margin so far, especially the, the Brewers and, and the Mets there have a pretty comfortable lead. Uh, the wild card, Derek, I'm, I haven't done quite so great. Um I have the Braves in the first spot, the Padres in the second spot, the Phillies in the third. Currently, only one of those three teams is actually in line for a playoff spot, that being the San Diego Padres. It appears that I underestimated uh, the St. Louis Cardinals. And, of course uh, old, you did. Old pal Paul Goldschmidt. Um, he's he's hitting 500. Played. I don't know if you've heard. He's not hitting 500, but he's he is, hitting like 344. He has, he has 60 home runs already this season, Jesse. It's incredible. That is also false. It's also um, fabrication. I know. It just I, feels like I think that. I think I overestimated the Phillies a little bit. They're 20 and 24 to start the season, although they have outscored their opponents by 10 runs. So I still think things could could potentially uh, potentially turn around there. Um, the Giants also are certainly in the mix. They're 24 and 19. Um, I didn't have uh, them finishing in, in that picture, which I still feel I still feel pretty much OK about. I'm still I'm still. Um, not necessarily a believer in, in what the Giants have going. I know they won 107 games last year, um, but they've really started to fade over the last couple of weeks. Uh, the fact that um, the fact that Carlos Rodon has been as good as he has, I think, is a big reason why they're still 24 and 19. He's really been incredible. Yeah, um, absolutely. But but they lost Buster Posey, Derek. I mean, their their offense has not really produced in in the way that it did last year really nothing even close to the way that it produced last year and that's that's been a big hit for them all right let's take a look at the american league all right american league here we go so i have the american league east i have the toronto blue jays which looks pretty silly right now because the yankees are 31 and 13 um, <laughs> and have just been insane i had the yankees as a wild card team but they right now are are um, widely in the lead for first place in the AL East. I had the Chicago White Sox coming out of the AL Central. They're trailing the Minnesota Twins by four and a half games. 
I don't know if that's necessarily that the twins have been that great or that the White Sox have just been kind of mysteriously terrible uh, to start the season, but the White Sox are still sort of in the mix. They're 22 and 21. Um, I had the Houston Astros in the AL West, and that is uh, so far looked pretty good. The Astros are 29 and 16. Seems like it just doesn't matter, uh, Derek, what kind of players they lose year to year. Uh, somehow the Astros are just always an incredible baseball team, and certainly getting Justin Verlander back this year didn't uh, didn't hurt them. Uh, the wild card I've done pretty I've done pretty well. Um, I had the Yankees in the wild card spot, like I said. Um, I should have had them in the division from at least what we've seen so far, um, but they've certainly been good. I had the Rays in the second wild card spot, um, and the Rays are in the second wild card spot um, in in real in real baseball right now. They're sitting at twenty six and seventeen, and then I had the uh, Los Angeles Angels in the third wild card spot. And Derek, in reality, they actually have the first wild card spot. They're twenty seven and eighteen to start the year. Shohei Otani, Mike Trout, it's it's looking uh, it's looking pretty good for them so far. Mysteriously terrible is a good band name, by the way, Chris Melton. Uh, who is in the final AL wild card spot right now? The final wild card spot right now would be the Toronto Blue Jays. Oh, okay, um, just so just by a slight margin. So good work, good work. I good. I've done pretty pretty well overall. The one thing is just I didn't have the Twins in the in the playoff picture at all, and the Twins are twenty seven and seventeen. They've really started off pretty well. Uh, uh, you and then the twins are that kind of team, right? Like it's kind of like the Yankees. The, uh, the the Yankees are hard to predict when they're going to be good and when they're not because yeah, on right. paper they really seem to uh, look better at times than they actually perform. But now they're actually performing the way they should. Uh, Carlos Correa, uh, not He's a bad a twin. Pickup. Right? He's a twin. Not a, bad, not a bad pickup. We're doing pretty good over there in Minnesota. That guy. I'm I'm still startled every time I turn on a Twins game and Carlos Correa is playing for them. And it's like, what? Like, yeah, it doesn't, Correa it doesn't, doesn't, it doesn't, doesn't look play right. for the Twins. Yeah. No, no, it really doesn't. And, you know, even though I'm well aware he's not on the Astros, I don't think anyone expected the Minnesota Twins to be the team that he wound up playing for. But. Here we nor, are. Nor, like you said, uh, did I'm sure a lot of people expect them to be doing as well as they're doing right now. So, yeah, uh, those, two, those two things are definitely tied together. I'm sure. But uh, you also had some awards picked out. We got a National League and AL awards. Uh, MVP in the National League, Juan Soto. Yeah, uh, I, I like the Rookie of the Year pick of Saya Suzuki. Uh, Manager of the Year pick Buck Showalter. I think that's a pretty solid one. Uh, and I, we don't know about Max Scherzer, unfortunately, due to the injury and when we'll right. see him back at 100%. But those are some solid choices so far. I don't know about the Juan Soto MVP pick, though. He might not yeah. be. Uh, he might not be on the Nationals for too much longer. Yeah, that's true. Um, yeah, the MVP right now is probably in the National League. It's probably been Manny Machado. Um, he's leading all of Major League Baseball and wins above replacement right now, and he's hitting 361. Um, so Manny Machado is, is probably having the best season of his career right now. Um, I still feel pretty okay about picking Juan Soto. He's an incredible player. Um, but yeah, I, I probably not the guy you'd, you'd pick at this point in the season. Um, um another f- fantastic thing when you talk about wins above replacement, Joe Mantiply, uh, friend of the podcast now, uh, is go. fourth on the Arizona Diamondbacks in war. Uh, when when was the last time you saw middle reliever uh, fourth and war <laughs> on the uh, on the uh, on the thing? Oh, and for my friends that ain't no fang podcast, I wasn't pronouncing that right. War, I had to always say it differently. It's it's a it's a it's a, it's a war. Uh, <laughs> I don't maybe because it's all capitals. I don't know, but I have to say it differently sure. than I would say the word war. So anyway, uh, shout out to Joe Mantiply, and let's take a look at your AL awards. All right, so AL awards. We've got Mike Trout, of oh, course. Oh, like that, um, Mike Trout. Get out of here for the, for the MVP. And Mike Trout, Mike Trout is it's close. He and Aaron Judge are. It'd be pretty tough to decide between the two at this point, but both of them have been phenomenal. I I feel pretty good about that. Uh, Shane Bieber, not so much. Um, nope. He's had a three fifty five ERA so far. He hasn't had a bad season, but he also hasn't been spectacular. Uh, Julio Rodriguez for rookie of the year is not looking bad. Um, I don't know if he's necessarily the favorite at this point. That was my pick. Um, Jeremy Pena, who's a guy that 
a lot of people I haven't really heard of maybe um, plays for the Houston Astros and he's hitting 293 uh, with a 504 slugging percentage in his rookie season with Houston. So um, he leads all major league baseball rookies in wins above replacement right now. So um, things are, things are certainly looking good there uh, there for him. Julio Rodriguez certainly still has a shot, um, but we'll, we'll see how things turn out there. Uh, Charlie Montoyo though, Derek, not feeling so great there. Uh, the Toronto Blue Jays have played pretty well this season. They're 23 and 20. They've certainly held their own. Um, but coming into the year, I honestly had the Toronto Blue Jays being sort of an elite baseball team. Um, we don't have graphics for this, but if you go back and read the article where I made these predictions originally, um, we also uh, we also talked about how we thought the playoffs were going to turn out, like who was going to beat who and how many how many games and all that stuff. Um, and I had the Toronto Blue Jays going all the way to the World Series. Um, so that so far maybe not looking uh, not looking so great, but there's certainly still a lot of time left in the season. We'll have to see what happens. Do they miss uh, Robert Raymond? Perhaps is that is the, is the is yeah. The- Robbie Robbie Ray is there not enough Robbie Ray in their life for their pitching staff to be as strong as it was that guy had an incredible season with them and the one thing about it is it it seems definitely like it might have been the pinnacle of his career uh not to say he's again like you said not to say he's bad uh doing bad with the Mariners but uh definitely not putting up the numbers that he did last season with the Blue Jays um yeah well Jesse regardless I know you I know you won't take OG's gummies to uh, get over the the good and the bad picks that that you made, but uh, people, people, other people out there can. Uh, they they <laughs> they they can. Uh, Were they, they that bad? <laughs> no, no. I said no. Whether okay. they're good or bad. Well, like again, if you're going to be insufferable, if you're going to be insufferable about it, then people can stop by their local dispensary and grab some amazing scratch made THC gummies from our friends at OGs, just so that they can put up with you. Uh, but if if you're going to be nice about it, then they can be, you know, it could just be uh, like maybe a, a chill indica to go along with what you're saying. And, you know, if you annoy them, then it's an uplifting sativa, you know, that you use what you what they got because they got a wonderful variety of strains, uh, dosages and flavors over at OGsGummies.com. Wonderful flavors. Uh, Pina Colada, big fan of that, as well as uh, they got micro dosages now. Uh, micro doses, uh, three milligrams. Can try it out. That way, remember what I say, you can't untake it. So make sure if you're going to OGsBrands.com and you're trying it out, uh, make sure you're, you're, you're dipping your toes in the water before uh, you try it out. And, and OGs has you covered, whether it's three milligrams or 10 milligrams. If you're interested in trying the amazingly delicious variety of flavors that OGs Brands has to offer, go to OGsBrands.com. That's O-G-E-E-Z Brands.com to find OGs near you. Well, the can I, can I defend myself real quick, Derek? I need to defend myself it, on one thing. Did I? Is it because I said that I need no. to take marijuana gummies to deal with your picks? Or no, that that vulnerable? had that had nothing to do with it. That was fully expected. Um, yeah, right. So, so O Martinez made a good point in the chat earlier. Um, he said he mentioned the fact that I didn't have Zach Gallen um, for the National League Cy Young Award, which I want to talk about quickly because I. I did seriously consider Zach Gallen as the Cy Young Award winner. Um, yeah, there's the comment from from L-list. Martinez. Yeah, he said L list, but I I yeah. see. Yeah, I mean, yeah. Uh, among Diamondbacks fans, that's certainly going to going to take some heat, and rightfully so. My main concern with Zach Gallen was that coming off last season, where I believe he threw around 130 innings, um, and a year before that, which was of course abbreviated. I'm not so sure that Zach Gallen is going to be able to push up to the number of innings that it will take in order to win a Cy Young Award. I think he could be top five. I think it could be really close. I I really do expect him to have an extraordinary breakout season working with Brent Strom. I mean, what we've seen so far has been spectacular. Um, but I just don't know if he's going to get to the 180, 190, 200 innings that it's going to take in order to to really be a viable candidate for the award. Do you say that because the Diamondbacks keep like spacing out their rotation and mainly giving him more days in between starts? Because that's the one thing yeah. I've noticed them doing, especially if they have any kind of back-to-back schedule or a doubleheader or anything like that. Zach Gallon seems to be the one that gets pushed back. 
I just think they're going to be careful, uh, especially given the fact that Zach Allen last year, I hate to bring back uh, bad memories, but there was a time when there were questions about Zach Allen's UCL. No, no, yeah, I I know, I know. (laughs) Talk about micro fractures or UCL. Shut your damn mouth and just keep moving. But we're past that now, Jesse. He doesn't have to hit anymore. We took that out of the game. He doesn't have to hit, right? We remember you and me. We talked to the commissioner. We were like, Zach Gallant, we need to change this pitching thing. Zach Gallant can never hit again. No pitchers can hit. We don't want it to know it's just about Zach Gallant. But really, it was about Zach Gallant the whole time. That's what it was about, was making sure Zach Gallant doesn't fair. To be fair, uh, you don't injure your UCL by swinging a baseball bat. Shut at up. Least not you know normally. you microfractured so, it. You know you microfractured it, right? Isn't that what he did to his arm? Didn't the microfracture That wasn't, that wasn't the UCL. That was, that was a UCL. pretty separate There's injury multiple injuries. We need to protect Zach Gallon at all costs. That's sure. the point. That's the point. But, yeah, <laughs> I, I definitely agree with what you're saying, and I think that they will be careful. I think Tori Lavolo is careful in general, right? Even yeah. if it's – even if it's not somebody that had injuries that is this important to the franchise, I feel like, uh, you know, he's definitely going to do what he can to give everybody uh, a break, give everybody a- as much rest as they can. I just think you're, you have to be careful with Zach Gallon in particular, because I mean, he's the future ace. He's the ace right now. He's the ace yeah. for the next few years, at least. Right. He's an arm that you want to protect. And and Zach Gallon, I don't believe at any point his major league career, his minor league career, I don't think he's ever surpassed the 130, maybe 140 in the minors uh, innings limit. And so you don't want to jump a guy from 130 to 200 all in one year, right? Or 130 to 190. So I just think there has to be kind of an in-between season for him where he starts to build up. And then, you know, maybe next year is a year where he really does have the capacity to throw however many innings he, he possibly can. You're not wrong, but it's why I hate baseball. It's the same reason why yeah. I hate like the fact that somebody like Corbin Carroll, who is doing what he's doing at a minor league level, can't be expedited uh, up to a major league team at this point, no sport, <laughs> no sport would do this. I'm just saying, yeah. right? No sport would have a guy hitting the way that Corbin Carroll is or doing as well in, I don't know, like a G League or a minor league system of any kind in, in, in their sport and not call them up. You know, the, the Coyotes wouldn't have some guy scoring three fucking goals a game for the roadrunners and not call them up sure. or what, right? So it's like baseball is the only sport that all of this weird shit happens in. It drives me nuts, but you're right. There's a reason for it, especially when it comes to pitchers, uh, especially yeah. when it comes to the guy that could easily be considered the ace of our staff now, let alone the ace of our staff of the future. So uh, make sure to take care of him, like I said, at all costs. Uh, before we go, I want to give you guys my DraftKings pick of the week. It's Thursday. If you're listening to this on the audio podcast, it's Friday. We hope you guys enjoyed this. This has been a fun week with the interviews and everything else we've done. So uh, happy to bring it to you. Are you betting against the Mavericks again? Is that what's happening? No, no, no. I'm going baseball this time, Jesse. Right now, okay. DraftKings Sportsbook has a pretty nice promo uh, opt-in on, on, I think it's a 50% uh, profit boost on, on baseball uh, picks of the week. And I'm going to give you a couple of those to go along with it because I think there's some slam dunks. Uh, Cleveland Guardians over uh, the Detroit Tigers, Shane Bieber, the aforementioned Shane Bieber pitching for the Cleveland Guardians. So uh, that's at plus 110. And I think that at, uh, again, one and a half runs is is a pretty solid bet. I'm also taking the New York Mets at plus 150 uh, at one and a half runs over the Philadelphia Phillies. I don't know why these are on here, but I would jump all over them. I think these are solid slam ducks, and those are the. Uh, I'll also give you the Padres over the Pirates. I know the Pirates have been pesky, and I feel like I said a lot of peas in that sentence. But uh, go get the Padres over the Pirates uh, plus. I did it again, one ten, uh, and again a, a run and a half over the Pirates. So those are three games you can get down on on the DraftKings sportsbook that to me, seem a little suspicious, a little suspiciously high, like I'm missing something here when it comes to the odds there. But jump on that because sometimes, just like hockey, the baseball odds are kind of automated and they're put out there and there's not a lot of sense to them. So go download the DraftKings Sportsbook now if you haven't uh, done so already. Get that app. Uh, It's an official sports betting partner of MLB 
and the NBA. And right now, new customers for NBA action can bet just $5 on any team to win their game. You'll get $150 in free bets if they do. Again, like Jesse said, Jesse suggested it. It wasn't my idea. He said bet against the Mavericks. I think that's a good idea. Uh, If you're looking (laughs) to turn a small bet into a big payday, get down on same-game parlays. New and existing customers can uh, bet right now on a same-game parlay, which, by the way, you can just add as many legs as you want to to that by uh, especially the same-game parlays adding uh, point combinations, uh, total rebounds, threes made, all sorts of stuff like that. But uh, as long as you uh, add three or more legs and and bet uh, on that as a new customer, you will get up to $25 back if one of the legs doesn't hit on your same game parlay. So make sure to get down on that NBA third round action of the playoffs. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now. Use promo code PHNX. Bet $5 on any NBA team to win their game, and you will get $150 in free bets if they do. Again, that's promo code PHNX only at the DraftKings Sportsbook. 21 and over only. Arizona only. Gambling problem. Dial 1-800-NEXT-STEP. New customers only. Minimum $5 deposit required. Eligibility restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com slash sportsbook for details. Jesse, I have to go. I want to go watch baseball. They're playing the Dodgers. It's right down the street. I'm going to go watch some baseball. Can't wait for Jesse to get here less than 30 days. Of course, you can follow us on Twitter. Follow me tonight for the game action. Of course, I'll be tweeting not only from my account, but from the D-backs account. Uh, not the D-backs account. I don't control their account, but uh, <laughs> on Twitter. I'm at cap underscore caveman with a K. Jesse is at Jesse and Friedman. I don't think I'll they would know. trust you, Derek. I don't think they would ever trust you with the official yeah, you're D-backs right account. About that. You're, yeah, that's, and that's a good call. That's, that's a good call. I wouldn't yeah. argue with that call. But, of course, you can follow our account at phnx underscore D-backs. All roads lead to at PHNX underscore sports. That's on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook. A big shout out to Jake uh, from John Boy again for uh, joining us. We appreciate it. Uh, Awesome job and uh, great interview. Great things happening for those guys, and they truly deserve it uh, for, once again, reporting on sports their own way, much like we do right here at PHNX. So, of course, uh, right now, if you haven't uh, already done so, please sign up over at our YouTube channel, subscribe, sign up for notifications. That way you don't miss any of the wonderful content coming out from the PHNX team, not just from our show, but from all the wonderful shows that go live on this network as well. If you're listening to us on your favorite audio podcasting app, subscribe to us there, leave us a five-star review, uh, and make sure to join the PHNX family over at gophnx.com if you haven't signed up for a membership already. On behalf of Jesse, I thank you so much for joining us. And remember, kids, Baseball is fun, but it's so much more fun when you play for rings in the desert.